lot of times it's going to take a struggle. It's going to take that strain, that faith muscle, just like any other muscle in our body, that strain. So if you're in a season right now, know that God's got a plan. There's a reason you're in this season right now. And if God has you in a test or has you in this trial or has allowed this tribulation to come your way, trust that there's reason behind it. And you can either, you could face it like that baby who, when we're trying to get him changed, he's just fighting. Listen, bro, the clothes are getting on you. You can fight all you want, but you're going to have these clothes on you. When God is doing a work in your life, you could fight it or you could say, all right, God, I surrender to you. I trust in you. Not to just lay down and say, God, whatever you want to do, but to say, no, God, I trust in you. I trust your will is better than mine. I surrender to you. Whatever your plan is, I am going to be obedient and I'm going to actively walk it out. I'm not just going to sit here and say, all right, God, you control me. We're not puppets. We have to walk this thing out ourselves. The King's Council helps you discover, develop, and deploy your God-given talents. Now, our vision is to get you on the right path to your framework of success by focusing on the five power pillars, spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, and financial. Now, the King's Council is not your average coaching program. It's much more than that. It's a tribe of like-mindsetted men and women bonded by faith and relationship that you can do life with. Now, we're traveling across the United States this summer to a city near you, and we want you to join us in creating the next wave of faith-based entrepreneurs ready to become the CEOs of their life. Visit kingscouncilcoaching.com today to speak to one of our team members about how you can level up in all areas of your life today. This episode is brought to you by Gospel Canvas. Gospel Canvas is reimagining Christian art for today's generation of Christians. Their exclusive collections are custom, unique, and a beautiful reminder of the power of salvation and hope. Now, these pieces will brighten up any space and add high character and motivation that you can see, touch, and experience on a daily basis. Visit gospelcanvas.com today and use the promo code KING15 to get 15% off your purchase at checkout. That's gospelcanvas.com using the promo code KING15. Enjoy the show. All right, all right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the King's Council Podcast. I am sitting here with none other than Mr. Christian Edwards. What's up? What's up? What's up, bro? Honored to be here it's, once again. So good to just have you in my presence. So good. Yeah. We're sitting out here, and I mean, we're out on the lake. Minnesota summer, lake living. Mm-hmm. Does it get much better? Yeah. When I think about Minnesota, I don't think about this. Yeah, this is beautiful. Dude, that's what I'm saying. You, you came here in the winter, and what did I say? Dude, just have a little faith. Right. Faith which is what we're going to be talking about today. Amen. Yeah, man. We were So guys, we were uh, prepping for this a little bit beforehand and we're like, man, this could go in so many different directions and and we're kind of like strategizing, should we talk about this or this or this? And then we're like, you know what? 
let's just have a little faith that this conversation is going to go in the direction that, that God wants it to. And I believe that, you know, whoever's listening right now is, is going to, you know, hear the words because faith grows by hearing of the word. Yep. And we're going to go through a number of different com- components on this, on how we can increase our faith. But when we talk about faith, I mean, at, at the core of it, a lot of people think of Christianity. It's like the kind of the core of it is like faith, right? You believe in God, you believe in Jesus, that he died, rose again, something that you doesn't really make sense logically. When what we think of, you know, you die, you live, and then you die. But this guy rose again. So it takes faith yeah. to believe in that. And, and if, what is it, in Hebrew, he, like Hebrews is kind of like the book of faith. Yeah. In the Bible, I think, isn't that kind of what it's called? That Hebrews 11. Yeah. Yeah. Hebrews 11 1 says, Now by faith, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Mm. So faith is the evidence of things not seen, so, which is just, if you think about it, just your mind wants to blow up because right. faith is the evidence of what's unseen. That's right. remarkable. So, how do you know it's there? Well, you know, through faith. Because it's, it's a confidence in it. Yeah. Because so many people are like, well, I'll believe it when I see it. Like, that doesn't take any sort of faith. That's just, well, no duh. Of course yeah. you're going to believe it then. Yeah. I had a job at Sears right after I graduated high school in the summer. And there was this kid there. Man, he was so annoying. He, <laughs> all he talked about was Jesus. Well, I'm that guy now. So I, I could say that about him because so I'm that guy that always talks about Jesus now. But he, my... And I remember maybe it was I had one year of college under my my belt because I was majoring in criminal justice and I just wanted to be a cop like my father, maybe a federal job. And, you know, I shared some of that when I shared my testimony in a few episodes back. But, you know, when you talk about criminal justice and the, the burden of proof. All right, you have. I don't have to prove that something doesn't exist. You have to prove that something happened. You have to prove that something did. It does exist. Yeah. So when he he told me, you know, God. I said, Why do you believe in God? Well, because he's real. How? Why is he real? Right. Show me that he's real. Prove to me that he's real. Well, he he's here. He's in this conversation. I was like, Show him to me. Right. And I, I was, you know rebellious at the time yeah. and I wanted nothing to do with God at the time but I was like alright the burden of proof is on you you have to prove that to me but if he had done that if he had prayed and Jesus Christ had come down in the midst of that conversation what faith would be bestowed upon anybody and and the, the essence of Christianity is our faith that's how yeah. we're saved through our faith man that's good that is that's I mean at the core of it is that we think about, I don't know if it's different types of faith, but different, different maybe growth spurts of Ooh. faith that we, that we go through. And there's certainly, in order to have faith, in order to be, to have experienced salvation, to be saved by grace, Ooh. it is by, by faith. Yeah, through faith, Ephesians 2.8, by grace, we are saved through faith. And by grace alone, we are saved through faith alone, in Christ alone. That's it. That's how we're saved. It's not of works. It's not of anything that we do, lest any man should boast. But an evidence of our faith is our works, the way we walk it out, the way we act. Yeah, that's good. So when it's, let's talk talk through this because it's, if we can be just simply saved by faith, it's not by works. Like we can just check the box. Okay, I'm going to heaven. But faith can 
we can continue to grow in our faith and, and mature as Christians, not no longer just, you know, drink or feed on milk, but actually have real food. And it can be grown in, in a few different ways. If we look at the scriptures and, and look at like the, you know, the disciples prayed, Lord, grow our faith, increase our faith. Prayer is a version of, of how we can, I mean, it's simple as just not only simple, I mean, it's the simple gospel. Just have faith by just asking God into your heart and then increase your, by your faith by just asking him to increase it. Simple prayer. It's simple as that, but a lot of times when when our faith increases, when our faith grows, it's probably because we went through something. Mm-hmm. God's going to bring us through a journey for our faith to increase. Could he supernaturally just kind of snap his fingers and we have more faith? Absolutely. Is faith a gift of the Spirit? Yeah, it, it is. It's one of the gifts. But I remember... I had sitting around a church I, I used to serve at. I was on a leadership team, and the leaders were sitting around one evening, and I believe it was the pastor's wife was asking everybody, if you could have one spiritual gift, what would it be? And I'm like, all right, the gift of tongues, that's cool. You know, the gift of discernment, you know, that's cool. And I was like, oh, gift of faith. Because if you have the gift of faith, it's like mm-hmm. game over, right? Right. right? Gift of faith. And I remember saying that, and I started praying for it, the, the gift of faith. You know, and believe me, like, prophetic word is awesome, the, like, the gift of prophecy. But I was like, if you have the gift of faith, like, imagine just being able to to dip into that yeah. that, that bucket of faith that, in any situation. And I started praying for that. And Lucy and I, in our journey, we were struggling to have a baby. And shortly after that, she got pregnant. And I was like, all right, this is awesome. And, you know, for me, I was kind of thinking this manifested because my faith increased. Mm. And, you know, the the odds were stacked against us because Lucy, she had her tubes tied when we got married. But God spoke clearly to us that we were going to have a baby. So turns out this Christian doctor literally walked into Lucy's life and said, oh, uh, you know, come to my office. I, I might be able to. To do a surgery to reverse that surgery yeah so we did that but we're still struggling to have a baby and now we're a few years into our marriage and we got married at the age of 31 so it's not like we were young necessarily a few years into it and finally lucy gets pregnant right shortly after me praying for this gift of faith i'm like yes and it turns out that it's an ectopic pregnancy and we lose the baby and oh man, that I don't think either one of us had a lower time in either one of our lives. That was the hardest thing in the world, especially when there was so much hope and anticipation and so much expectancy. You know, we trust in, in God for this. And, you know, me thinking, all right, this is, you know, this baby's coming because of this increase in faith. And then we lose the baby. And Lucy said to me one night, she said, you know, when, when you said you, you desired a gift of faith, did you really think it was going to come easy? And I was mm. like, wow. That, that First of all, for her to have that perspective where right. she, I mean, she took it harder than me probably. And not that I, I took it lightly at all, but she was in the same boat as me. We just lost this baby that God had promised us and we had, so we had been awaiting. Yeah. But she said, you really think it was going to come easy? And I was like, no. 
for for this faith muscle to increase it's like how does any other muscle grow through straining it right through working it working it perseverance the testing of our faith develops perseverance man yeah. if that didn't test our faith i don't know what would because actually after that the the journey before i've shared this on this podcast i mean our testimony of actually having a baby finally last year nine years you know eight and a half years into our marriage and we finally have a baby and i can look back on it now and see that journey of faith that God took us through from when we got married, he promised us a child, Lucy's twos were tied. Uh, a doctor came into our life, which I thought would be the most amazing testimony ever because this doctor literally walked in front of Lucy's desk at work and within 30 seconds, she knew Lucy's twos were tied, but God promised us a baby. It was like, it was like the perfect movie and then still didn't get pregnant years and years struggling and trying and just kind of, I don't want to say necessarily doubting God, but questioning him, you know? And in the end, who are we to question God? You know, if God promises us something and we know, like we hear from God, we we're, I mean, we're in tune with the Holy Spirit and we both heard from God, he was going to give us a baby. So who are we to question God? But I could look back and we actually wound up losing two babies before we had Ezzy. And I can look back at this whole process and say, wow, I see how he was growing my faith, looking back on it. But when you're in it, you're like, oh man, this is tough. You start questioning God. You start, again, I don't want to say doubt, but I, I was wavering, you know, I was like, man, like, did I, you start to doubt yourself? Did I hear from God? Right. Totally. Did Lucy, did, did you hear from God? And we're like, yeah, I think so. But so God's going to bring us through something. There's going to be a test. There's going to be a trial when it comes to growing our faith. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, and that's interesting because it isn't like when you give your life to Christ, it's, you're going to, you're going to go through phases that it's like everything is amazing like that romance type period it's like this unbelievable this is in and then just but just know that god you, we're gonna go through different trials different testings tribulations whatever you want to call it and being able to walk that faith out by first off praying for it so we increase our faith by praying for it but probably when you're in that season it was like okay, what do I do in this situation? And we can also increase our faith by hearing the word of God. So spending time in the word, understanding those verses, like when you read in James, like the testing of your faith develops yeah. perseverance, knowing that our, our freaking handbook is the word of God. Yeah. Like how do we do life? Right. We talk about like, how do we do business? How do we do relationships? Mm -hmm. But at the core of it, like this is how we do life. Yeah. And you gotta have faith. Yeah. <laughs> you going to sing it? <laughs> the, the George Michael or Limp Biscuit edition? <laughs> oh, man. I don't want, I want people to continue to listen. <laughs> I won't. I, I have faith, guys. I won't do it. Yeah. And, and I mean, like we said, faith is the foundation of Christianity. It, and that's what it is. When I talk about Christianity, I don't think of it as a religion, you know, because right. it's 100% based upon my faith, my trust in God and this relationship that I have with him. So it's the foundations, the essence of this thing called Christianity, of being a follower of Christ, to believe, like John three sixteen, 
to to believe in him that God sent God sent his only begotten son to die for us that all who believe may have everlasting life that not perish have everlasting life and that that belief that trust that faith that's what it is you know it, it, by grace through faith we are saved and, and that's just remarkable that we could put our faith in Jesus Christ and the work he did on the cross that that he died in our place that he resurrected on the third day that he he's sitting at the right hand of the father in heaven right now we believe in that and we're saved that's that's remarkable and, and we've talked about it on previous episodes the, this belief this word believe in John 3:16 and it comes from the greek word pistuo and it it means literally to trust in to rely on and to cling to you know, mm-hmm. so so it's not just your trust. Yeah, I believe I put my trust in in Christ. No, I rely upon Him. I'm a hundred percent dependent upon Him, and I'm clinging to Him. Yeah, Man, I gotta let go of all the things of the world. I have to let go of sin. I have to turn from sin. I have to repent. Make that about face and completely latch on to Jesus. Mm. It makes me think of like that that childlike faith. Like mm. even baby boy Ezzy right now, like mm. he has to, when he looks at you to, you know, waddles over to you yeah. and like reaches his arms up, yeah. like that's, he's, he has faith in you. Like you're going to get him. You're going to mm. provide him the food, provide him the, the love, the nourishment, whatever yeah. it is. Like, and, and if we just had that childlike faith, yeah. life would be a lot easier. Yeah. We, we complicate this thing. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. It's, I mean, but it is that it, there's so many seeds of doubt or worry or anxiety or just conflict that that cause all of those feelings of emotions to to well up and again i mean how do we continue to grow in our faith we we certainly we we pray we hear the word we spend time in the word i think it's interesting we increase our faith by hearing the word and by hearing the word of god that i think it's interesting i don't know if different versions use a different word here but hearing it's interesting that you know because I, i'm guessing you know back in bible times whenever this that that actual verse was written it was people going around and speaking and, and preaching mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily written in the scroll yet or something right, right. so it's that's how it was passed down because i mean there's been so many studies from the psychological standpoint that i totally geek out to on how people visualize and learn like when you hear something the the imagery that we use in our mind is what imprints so if we're if we're just reading the word this is why everybody learns differently like some people like to read and consume it digest it and some people like to hear it and and because we hear it we we put pictures in our mind and we can emotionally attach things to it so if we if we can anchor that and i think this is god i mean god knew this because he literally created us yeah it took us you know two thousand years to conduct studies and be like oh yeah that is actually makes sense if you right. hear the word yeah um that will increase your faith not yeah. just read the word but hear it listen to podcasts listen to messages from you know amazing pastors and preachers that you admire how like, about testimonies testimonies you know, yeah we, we start our coaching calls with king's council mm-hmm. with god, god stories. stories yeah you know and how how many times do we hear a god story from mm-hmm. somebody else and maybe we're going through a rough season we had a a bad week a bad day whatever it may be but we hear somebody else's god story and that testimony increases our faith yeah 
That's amazing. That's good, man. That's yeah. good. And and the, the next thing I think we do, it just in, in increasing our faith, is you'd mentioned this, it, it's like a muscle. We have to work it out. We have to put it under pressure, that perseverance. And But it doesn't take a lot. It just, if it starts with just that small mustard seed, mm. if we have faith as small as a mustard seed, we can speak to this mountain and, yeah. and it'll move from there. And yeah. so I think the if the words that we speak are so powerful, if we can speak those words and put them into action, right? Like working, working it out. I think a, a lack of faith, I wrote this down here. I wrote a lack of faith is evidenced by the absence of action. Absolutely. That's scripture. That's James chapter two. For reals? Yeah. That, I, I mean, not verbatim, yeah. but a whole passage about faith without works is dead. Yeah. A lack of, uh, yeah. Faith without works is dead. Yeah. yeah dude. Because not that, and again, uh, Ephesians 2, 8, it's by grace we are saved through faith. That That's what saves us. It's yeah. our, it's our faith. It, it's apart from our works. However, if the works don't accompany our faith, then is our faith actually living faith? And, and we all could take a look in the mirror. We all could self-assess right now and say, what's the fruit of my faith? What, what do I do on a day-to-day -day basis that displays my love for Jesus Christ? That I'm saved, that I'm a Christian, that I will be in heaven for all of eternity, that the Holy Spirit lives inside of me. What, what's the, what can I do? What can I, how, what can I show you? What, what's my, how do I work this thing out? And, you know, not that we have to compare one person's works or, or evidence of their faith and how they work it out to another. But if you look at your own life and you say, man, I, I'm living the same type of life. I have the same actions as before I said yes to Jesus. Then did you really have a true moment with them? Did you have a true conversion? Were you really born again in that moment? And I would say no. And if you come to that conclusion after a self-assessment, then thank God that you were brought to that conclusion. But let's let's cry out to God and say, God, I don't I don't believe I'm saved. I don't believe you live in my heart right now and cry out to him. And all it takes is that true faith, just true surrender. Yeah. And he will come and dwell inside us. Yeah. It, it reminds me of, what is, it, is it Paul where he's, God, why do I do these things I don't want to do? And, and, and the things I do want to do, I don't do. You know that, is that in, when he, he says, no, I want to train my body. I think it's in Romans. He's like, yeah. God, why do I, he's just questioning himself. I want to be probably faithful. I want to desire you. I want yeah. to do the right thing, but my body doesn't want to. Like, mm -hmm. And if we have it in those those concerns or those, you know, discipline issues. If you're like new to the faith, just know that you can grow in faith. Like, but it, it takes action. Like it takes work. Faith without works is dead. And it, I mean, people have heard this or are part of the King's council at all. They know they've heard this a million times, like with action comes clarity and, and having that faith to take that action is a key component. Like the presence of faith is proven by acts of faith. Yeah. One of my favorite verses is James 2.18. And it says, but someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. Yeah. 
And that just, Come on. that gets me amped up. I'm going to show you, listen, I don't have to tell you anything. I, I don't have to open the Bible. I don't have to open my mouth. I'm going to show you my faith by my works, by my deeds. And if we can't, if people can't see our faith by our works, then is it really living faith? Is it really saving faith that we have? Yeah. When we are born again or we, we give our life to Christ, I think we're given that, that measure of faith. Yeah. And it is at that point, are we going to let it take root? Are we going to surround ourselves with the right people, the right culture? And, and I think the, the, you know, some of those works could be that I know when I first committed my life at the age of 16 and I moved back to an environment that was a very bad environment when I was in high school, partying all the time. And I, I had this amazing one month I like gave my life to Christ and, and I lived up here in the Twin Cities and then I went back to my old environment mm. and it was a struggle like to be the, really the only one around that had this faith but it wasn't getting nurtured yeah i would go home and i would read the bible yeah. right? but i wasn't plugged into a local church i had no tribe i had nobody that i could walk this out with and i think that's so important to to make sure that yeah you could have that that initial seed of faith but if you're not planting that you're not nurturing that soil you're not watering it giving it sunlight yeah will that seed ever truly take root will it will it produce the fruit right yeah, that's interesting. It made me think of in Joshua chapter 3. So it's a tremendous act of faith that happened in Joshua chapter 3. But the way you just put it there, when, you know, 40 years of wandering in the wilderness, right? And now here they are, they're at the bank of the Jordan River, and God says, this is your promised land. It's just on the other side of that river. So, and we're sitting we're sitting in front of a lake right now and we could see the other side. And if God says, that's your land, that's what's promised to you. That's the land that's flowing with milk and honey. Take it. It's yours. And, you know, we're on the front lines because we'd be on the front lines because we'd be the priests. We'd be, <laughs> you, you know, it. Come on. <laughs> but by now, I th there's something like 2 million Jews that were, we're following what well not following all together and now they're going to cross this this river and those men on the front line they just started walking and what was amazing is it says that the waters of the jordan shall be cut off once they put the soles of their feet in the water so they didn't get to the riverbank and said all right god we did it we're here and just say i'm trusting in you to send a boat or you know no they're like I'm just going to start walking and see what God does because God says, that's our land, go and possess it. I'm just going to start walking. And it was the faith that they showed by stepping their feet into the water. And it was when the soles of their feet were in the water that the water was cut, cut off. And all of a sudden it was dry land for them to walk across that Jordan River into the promised land. But think about this. It, it took faith for them to do that. But think about those guys on the front lines their faith had to have increased because it's like, I got faith. I'm just going to start walking and right. trust God. Right. But they probably like, oh, snap. <laughs> right? <laughs> Look at Are this. Are you seeing this? <laughs> right. Our God, is, like, I trusted that he would find a way for us to, but do you see what God's doing right, right now? Right. So it's interesting. So when we act out our faith, it's an opportunity for God to increase it even the more. Mm, that's so good, dude. 
Yeah. That's so good. And if you're, if you're listening right now and it's like, sounds like you guys got faith. Cool. Good for you. I don't have it. Mm. Cause some, some, some people might just be struggling right now. They might just be like, God, where are you? Like, if you're so good, where are you as a, as a, you know, I just don't have faith that, that life's going to work out. Right. We experience tremendous loss at times. And, and I just want to encourage you, like every single person has a measure of faith. Every single one of you, it, it, I can promise, I mean, just to give you an example, if you literally, if you drive down the highway on a two lane highway, 65 miles an hour, all you got is a yellow dotted line between you and about two feet yeah. of freaking collision. That's faith. You're believing that that person isn't going to swerve into you. Yeah. I mean, that's a measure of, of faith. Like you're, you're walking that faith out. Like something that's so little, but then now just if you put that faith in God and you hear the word and you start to take those action steps. Yeah. Yeah. Give them a shot. Give them a shot. Give them a chance. And, and let God show you who he is through your faith. Like, like I, I tell my kids all the time. And, you know, we did a recent podcast where we were talking about stewardship. And, you know, I tell my kids, my, my older kids are old enough to tithe. And, you know, I want them to be givers, cheerful givers. And it's give something that's like really sacrificial. Give give God a chance to show up in that situation. That's faith. Like, I trust God. I, it's not like I'm flushing the money down the toilet. I'm giving it to the church. I'm giving it to somebody who needs it more than I do. But give in such a way where it hurts, where it's a sacrifice. You're not giving God the leftovers. Give it like that and give God an opportunity to show up in that situation. And when we, no matter how down and out and dejected we are, trust in him, get down on your knees, just start talking. Now, how many people, because, you know, I, I was a drug addict. I've been around guys who used to be drug addicts. And you know how many testimonies I've heard where they said, I didn't know I was in such a bad place, such a dark place. I didn't believe in God, but I didn't know what else to do but to get down on my knees and cry out to God. And something happened. You know, something happened. God doesn't want us to be at the end of our rope to finally believe in him or cry out to him. He wants us, no matter what our situation, to look around. God says that we could tell he exists by his creation. We could look around. Look at the beauty behind us. We could tell that God is real by this, but to really trust in him, trust in the work of Jesus Christ on the cross, what he accomplished and taking the penalty for, for our sin, mm. not for his sin. He took the, the blame for what we did and what we would come to do and gave us the credit for his perfection. So good, man. When you were just saying that, dude, it reminded me of, you know, your testimony. I've heard it numerous times now, but by hearing it, it's starting to get uh, ingrained in me. And I remember what, when you first were like, you know, Lucy was working with you to, to get sober and clean and, and introduce you to Jesus. What, I, I remember you saying, she just said, just get up and thank God in the morning. And you're like, you did it. And you're like, nothing happened, Booby. Did you call her Booby back Not then? Not then. No, no, she was still Lucy. Still Lucy then. No, no Booby, that's that's for wives. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what'd she say? She said, 
just do it again tomorrow. Do it again. Yeah. Just do it again tomorrow. Continue to get those reps in. Yeah. Continue to just walk it out. Have yeah. faith. That no, I mean, God wants what's best for us. He doesn't want us to live in turmoil. He doesn't want us to be, you know, broke, broken and defeated. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a that's a mindset that we put ourselves in. Right. Believers and unbelievers. When when we're not saved, it's yeah. But then it's like, all right, come to the Lord. And then a lot of times, people come to the Lord, and then they still have that old mentality, that old nature, that old way of thinking of you know being defeated. And it's, wait a second, no, the the God that we serve, He lives inside of us. You know, when Acts one eight talks about that power of the Holy Spirit to be a witness for Him, that power. The power that raised Jesus from the grave that lives inside of us now. Right. That there's no way we shall ever have a day on this earth where we're hanging our heads. Mm-hmm. We are walking in victory every single day. We've been born again. Our hearts are regenerated. We are heaven bound. Yeah, yeah. the battle's already won. No matter right. like what we're facing, the the frustration, trial, ter- just turmoil that we go through, the battle is already won. Yeah. You just got to have faith. Yeah. It's like having the winning lottery ticket. I have it. I have the winning ticket, but well, I got to go redeem it. I got to go cash it in. We have it inside of us. Redeem it. Activate it. Don't just sit there saying, uh, I have it, but now what? Right. You know, go, go cash it in. Cash that in. Yeah. Got a ticket on the J train, baby. <laughs> Little Toby Mac. You want me to sing that one? I don't know that I one. got a ticket. Oh, come on, people. You guys got to Google that I'm one. I'm talking about George Michael and Limp Biscuit over here, and you're talking about Toby Mac. I guess I'm more Christian than you. I don't know who should be more embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, Toby Mac. Uh, love you, brother. I love Toby Mac. I do, too. Yeah. Toby Mac, if you want to come to one of our next events, just hit us up, yo. 727. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, got to shoot your shot. I love uh, doing this. Yeah, dude. I love yeah. you, bro. This has been fun. Yeah. We'll have to do more of these. Absolutely. Right on. Should we go hit the lake? Sure. Some jet skis over there. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I feel like let's end this in prayer, man. Yeah. I feel like some people just that are listening to this, no matter what time they're listening to this, it's going to be people that are struggling. Yeah. Absolutely. And if you're listening to this right now, doesn't matter where you are in your faith. It can increase. It can grow. And we could grow in our faith every single day until God calls us home. And we'll never max out. There's always room for more faith. But understand that in order to grow in that faith, a lot of times it's going to take a struggle. It's going to take that strain, that faith muscle, just like any other muscle in our body, that strain. So if you're in a season right now, know that God's got a plan. There's a reason you're in this season right now. And if God has you in a test or has you in this trial or has allowed this tribulation to come your way, trust that there's reason behind it. And you can either, you could face it like that baby who, when we're trying to get him changed, he's just fighting. Listen, bro, the clothes are getting on you. You can fight all you want, but you're going to have these clothes on you. When God is doing a work in your life, you could fight it or you could say, all right, God, I surrender to you. I trust in you. Not to just lay down and say, God, whatever you want to do, but to say, no, God, I trust in you. I trust your will is better than mine. I surrender to you. Whatever your plan is, 
I am going to be obedient and I'm going to actively walk it out. I'm not just going to sit here and say, all right, God, you control me. We're not puppets. We have to walk this thing out ourselves. So if you're in that season, know that God is doing a work. And this is for believers that I'm talking to. God, nothing comes our way. Nothing comes to our front door unless it's filtered through the hand of God. And that's what happens as believers. And a lot of times we, we're quick to blame the enemy. We're, we're quick to give the enemy a whole lot more credit than he's due. And is spiritual warfare real? Yeah. But does God have to give the devil the green light for us to be afflicted by it? Absolutely. And that's the, the shelter that he provides. That's who he is. When, when, as our father, when we're his children, he protects us like that. So no matter what we're going through, there's a reason behind it. God's got a plan for us. And if you're somebody who isn't a believer and you're just lacking faith, and maybe you're like me when I only believed in God to blame him for my problems. I blamed him for my back injury that prevented me from playing college basketball, my painkiller addiction because of all those back surgeries, the, the fact that my life went nothing like the way I planned. If you're in that boat right now, like I once was, understand that God is real and you have to establish a relationship with him somehow. And don't let it get to the point where you're at the absolute end of your rope and you cry out to him. Because a lot of times there's a lot of people not with us today who got to the end of their rope and, you know, they chose to take their own lives rather than cry out to God. Don't let it get that bad. God is real. He's got a plan for each and every one of us. And his, uh, the love that he has for us is something that we could talk about all day. You know, we could do a podcast for three hours about his love and we're never going to really wrap our heads around or convey how great his love is. But that's how he loves each and every one of us. We're his creation. He desires to, to have a oneness with us. But we're not adopted into that family of God until we believe. And we're not children of God. We're his creation, but we're not his, his children until we say yes. So if you're in that place of hopelessness, if you're in that place of just being down and out, know that God is real, God loves you, and cry out to him. And I think about Jesus, or I'm sorry, Peter, when he walked on water and, you know, he had that faith to walk out to Jesus and he took his eyes off him for a second and sank. And what did he do? He cried out to Jesus and immediately Jesus came, scooped him up, right? Immediately. So that's how Jesus, Jesus is activated when our faith is activated. God moves when we move in faith. So it may take faith just to say, God, here I am. I don't know if I even believe in you, but here I am talking to you. That takes faith. It may be a the tiniest of faith, but just start talking. Establish that relationship like I did when Lucy told me to wake up in the morning and thank God that I'm alive. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not even grateful to be alive. I don't think I want to live. I, I hate myself. I hate my life. But I'm going to do it, and nothing happened. But just keep at it. Keep putting in those reps. And know that God loves you. He's got a plan for you. And he died on the cross 
so that he took the penalty for us. Every wrong we've ever done, everything we've ever been guilty of, every bit of shame, anything that has been unpleasing to him, Jesus died in our place so that we could experience everlasting life. And all it takes is believing in him, simply putting our faith in him where he deems us as righteous. He deems us as perfect, without a blemish, just as he was when he walked on this earth. He traded his life for our lives and it is the, the most remarkable act of grace that this earth has ever seen, that Jesus died on the cross for us. So let's pray it up, man, for, for everybody listening right now. And Lord, we're so grateful for you who you are, God. We're grateful to have this opportunity to just speak about you, speak on the topic of faith. We're so grateful to be saved, to receive salvation, Lord, to be deemed not guilty by you, again, through faith, by grace, through faith. And Lord, we just ask right now that for everybody listening, if there's anybody who doesn't know you, if there's anybody who's broken, beaten, and defeated right now, I ask that you just prick at their heart right now. God, that they may just feel a touch from you, that they may know that it's you, that something might shift in the atmosphere, Lord, that even if it's just one drop from heaven, that it may land on them, it may land in the, the room where they are, but that they may feel your presence, God. God, there's so many who are listening. There's so many out here in this world who are hopeless. Their, their heads are down in shame. But God, I ask right now in the name of Jesus that you come into their hearts, that they may trust in you and believe in you enough that you come into their hearts, that you make their body, their, their temple, your dwelling place, Lord, that the Holy Spirit can come in and seal them, Lord, to make them new, to allow them to, to be rid from the shame of the guilt of anything that they've done wrong. And God, the joy that you bestow upon your believers, the joy that I could have, that Riley could have, that my wife could have, that Ash could have, the joy that we have is because of you, Lord, because you've saved us and that we have intimate fellowship with you, intimate relationship. So I pray that that relationship could be found through every single person hearing this right now in the name of Jesus. God, we love you. We trust in you. And your word said, says that if we confess with our mouths that you're a Lord and believe in our hearts that God raised you from the grave, that we are saved. So God, we pray that there's people hearing this right now that are declaring, they're confessing, they're shouting out that they believe in you, that they trust in you, and they're believing in you in their hearts, and they're making you, they're placing you as not just Savior, but Lord over their lives. We commit this to you. We love you. And Lord, for every believer listening right now, we ask that their faith may increase. And God, have your way, however you intend to do it for each and every one of us. If it's an easy way, if it's a hard way, God, it's going to be your way. So God, have your way in each and every one of our lives. Allow us to grow in our faith. 
Allow us to, to be sharpened. Allow us to be strengthened, Lord. And ultimately, it's for your glory. It's so that we could be a witness, a living witness to others here on this earth of who you are, that you're real, God, that you are real. Allow our lives to be testimonies. Allow our lives to be an example of those who were in a dark place and came to light, of those who were dead and have been born again. So we thank you for the honor of serving you, Lord, and to be your vessel, to be your ambassador, to just be be a child of God. We love you, Lord. We praise you. We honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 As always, if you want to just connect with us, we'd love to give you a, a gift, a, a book of what's next if you're, if you're new to the faith or if you just want to rap about maybe just things you're struggling with, man. Mm. Just give us a text. Yeah. 727-472-3860. As always, it's been a pleasure, brother. Yeah, man. These are fun. Yeah, so fun. Love Not it. as fun as these jet skis that we're about to hop on. Not as fun as the texts that come in that say, I received Jesus today. Well, heck yeah, dude. Yeah. That's, Declaring that's, that's that right what this now. is all about. Yeah, amen. Heck with the jet skis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, brother. It's an honor to serve alongside you. Absolutely, homie. Love you, dude. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the King's Council Podcast. For more information on the King's Council and becoming the CEO of your own life, visit kingscouncilcoaching.com today. You can also follow us on Instagram at kingscouncilcoaching. We'll see you next time.